Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about employee reviews with the help of special guest Salima Lawson Jack of Schroeder Design Build in Fairfax, Virginia. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone, Tim Fowler here, and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. So keep those ideas coming. I've gotten several that have been really, really good, and I love to hear from people. Uh, if you have guests that you think would be great to have on, we're currently looking for uh, potentially clients of remodeling companies that might be good, give us some insights into how things have gone on their jobs. And we're looking for guests that are trade contractors. So if you have a trade contractor that you uh, think does a particularly good job, maybe does something special, let us know. Tim at RemodelersAdvantage.com. Now, I've been around contractors for a lot of years now, and quite often I hear them say things like this, and I know I've thought it too. This would be a great business if it wasn't for the people. And, uh, and so generally when we make that comment or think that way, we're talking about a really challenging client or maybe even a trade contractor that we've had a little bit of trouble with. And, uh, you know, the unfortunate reality now is that as of yet, we can't build things without the people. So there's those occasional hiccups with employees. There's the occasional quality work. Sometimes it comes around. But probably the big challenge or one of the big challenges for contractors is this thing that's called the annual employee review. And it seems to be totally ineffective at creating any kind of change and is often just simply a platform for the employee to say, I want more money. And quite often the contractor feels in a bind and will grant the raise uh, and many times against their better judgment. In other words, this person really doesn't deserve a raise, but I'm kind of in a bind here. And that was the point of this conversation. So a book I read several years ago now called First Break All the Rules uh, said that reviews ought to be every three months. And I would highly recommend you read that book. Uh, but um, they presented a lot of great arguments for that uh, conversation. In fact, they gave a, a really great template for how to make that work and for it to not be related to money. But I hadn't met anyone that was actually doing something like that till I uh, just in a, another conversation, our guest mentioned it. And I know, guess what I said? I just got to have you on the podcast. So, here she is. Steve, let's get started. Great. So today I want to welcome Salima Lawson-Jack. She is the Director of Production at Schroeder Design Build in Fairfax, Virginia. Salima has been with Schroeder for a little over a year. In that time, she has been able to assess each of the production staff through the performance reviews and determine a growth path for them. They have had great success with this, and it has resulted in more promotions from within the department than they've had in the past. Welcome to the show, Salima. 
Thank you so much. Happy to be here. All right. So let's get to talking about this. This is, uh, uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun for, for me, certainly, and I hope for everybody else that's listening in. So just tell us a little bit about Schroeder and um, the, you know, what you guys do and maybe the volume of work you're doing and maybe how many people you have on your staff. Wonderful. So Schroeder is a design build company in Fairfax, Virginia. We do a lot of work in the Fairfax County area, Northern Virginia mostly. Um, we have our own design department as well as our production department. So we're able to keep everything inside the company, both the design work and the build. Um, so my role with the company is to handle all of the projects that have made their way into production, make sure that they can go from design to fully being built, uh, make sure we're on time, on budget, and that the clients are happy. Um, I have a team of uh, production staff that helped me accomplish that, which would be my field staff, which are lead carpenters. I currently have five. And then there would be other carpenters, which I have six. So a total of 11 field staff report to me. Um, I also have project managers that are the first level of escalation for the field guys before it gets to me. And then in addition to that, I have two project developers as well that are the liaison between design and construction. Oh, cool. So a little bit off the topic, but just tell everybody what you were doing before you came to design build, because I think it's always interesting you know, people are looking for production managers and they're often hesitant to hire outside of someone who's been in the field and, you know, been in design build. So what, what were you doing before you came, came to Schroeder? Uh, prior to Schroeder, I was in the home remodeling com um, industry for about 10 years, but I was doing exteriors. So I worked for a large exteriors company out of Maryland that, um, Specialized in roofing, windows, doors, gutters, siding, exterior trim, all that fun stuff. So I had quite okay. a bit of experience doing that, but design build was new to me. Okay, cool. Good deal. So give us a little bit about your experience with the employee review, uh, both for yourself and maybe in other places that you've been, just to give us an idea what your, your background is with it. Okay. So prior to Schroeder, the employee reviews that I was used to were the ones that happened annually um, for myself and for the team that I managed. It was always done that way and it was always tied to money, um, <laughs> obviously. So that was the time when you had to have a conversation about, does this person deserve a raise? How much of a raise? How much, how much less? Um, what I did not love about that system is it made coaching or personal development very, very difficult because the money conversation would sort of overtake everything else. It was also really difficult to assess someone's progress if you waited a whole year to have a review. Um, a lot can happen in a year. And so to be able to accurately assess the body of work within that time frame was really, really difficult. Um, in addition to that, many transitions would have happened within that year that made it really tough to accurately give good feedback to this person. And, and so that was tough. That's what I didn't like about it. 
So when you came to Schroeder, were they already doing something like this and you stepped into the system or is this something that you initiated when you got there? So when I came to Schroeder, they were already doing three month reviews and I was blown away by it. I'm like, wow, that is phenomenal. So I wanted to make sure that I kept it going and I was consistent with it because it was very effective in my opinion. And so I kept it going. All right. So I don't know if I got the count right, but it, it feels like it might be about 14 to 16 people that you have to do reviews for. Just how do you, I don't know. I can hear other, you know, I always hear people that are listening to the podcast going like, there's no way I'd never have time for that. So how do you, I'm going to say find the time, but we all know you make the time, I guess, for what you feel like is important. So how, how does that fit into your schedule as a production manager or director of production? Um, so time management is one of the things that I have to intentionally spend time doing because otherwise you'll never be able to get everything done. Um, so I book everything on my calendar, all of my tasks have to go on my calendar. That's really, really important because there are times that you can plan your day off your memory and people don't know. So they'll book things for you and then you just have a jumbled day. So that's the first thing I do is I make sure that I book everything I have going on on my calendar. Um, and then I book these reviews in advance. So for instance, if I have a review with one of my teammates today, at the end of that review, I'll go ahead and book the follow-up review on the calendar. So that's already there ahead of time. And I know that that appointment's there. So uh, that's been super helpful. Not that it's not challenging to keep up. It is, but I just have to be intentional about making sure it gets done. Now, are they all being, I mean, some, some companies, and I think it's a mistake and you can, but you're the expert here. You can tell me. But some companies, they do like, they set aside two or three days and it's like marathon reviews. Do you space them out? So over the three months, you've kind of hit everybody and then they're all on a rotating three months. Is that the way, does that work? For, is that the yeah. way it works for you? Yes. So I don't do them all within the same week or the same month. That would be hectic. Everybody's, everyone's on a different timeline. So it would depend on when you started working with us um, or on a rotating schedule. I just kind of try to space it out as much as I can. Cool. So um, what, what's the content? What, what are you trying to cover? And I guess maybe how long do you spend with each person at their review? So what are you, it, it, do you have like an agenda for it or is it kind of, sit down and like, how you doing, Bill? You know, uh, you know, you like working here? No, I don't like working here. Well, we need you or whatever, you know, I mean, what's the content that you have for these, these three month reviews? So I usually set aside about an hour for each teammate. Um, sometimes we don't use the whole hour. It's anywhere from 45 minutes to about an hour that the meeting goes. And I do have an agenda. It's kind of a mini SWOT analysis. Um, just half of the SWAT. So it's the strengths and then areas of opportunity. Then from the list of areas of opportunity, we would pick one to three items from that list that we wanted to work on over the next three months. And then when we met at the follow-up meeting, that would be a chance to check on the progress of those items. 
So that's how that goes. So it sounds to me like the goal is to, for the employee, for the team member, to come up with one, three action items, for lack of a better term, that they can start working on uh, over the next three months. Is that, is that a, a good assessment? Yes, that's correct. Because the reviews are actually self-reviews. Oh. So it's not there is some input from me, the manager, but it's not necessarily me telling them what they're great at, what they suck at. It's <laughs> nothing like that. Um, it's a self-review because it helps me identify a few things. It helps me gauge their self-awareness. That's the most important thing for me because that helps me coach each team member. Um, and then it's also my opportunity to build relationships with them because in those meetings, you learn a lot about that employee that you may not automatically or normally know in a different setting. So there's an opportunity for a small talk. Hey, how are you doing? How are things going? How's the family? What's happening? All of that. And then we start to talk about how do you think you're performing? How do you see your body of work so far in the last three months? And so it's more of a self-review, which is usually very interesting. So again, I'm listening to the listenership, you know, react here. What, what do you do if someone comes in and, and you're not very happy with their performance, but they go like, hey, I'm, I'm knocking it out of the park. And, you know, I mean, I'm, my jobs are all fantastic. And, and you just know they're not. How do you, how do you react to that? Um, so, you know, it's important for me to see that because I'm usually trying to think about behind the scenes, like what's really happening behind the scenes. I try to think about the reasons why, not necessarily why things are going wrong, but why is it going wrong? Is it that you see yourself performing well? Is it that you just don't like the job? You don't want to follow protocols? So I'm always trying to gauge what's really happening. And so when an employee comes in and says something like that, that helps me with their coaching. So if you say something like that, I'm not beating you with with the stick or saying, hey, that's awful, you're awful. But we are going to have an honest conversation about the expectations and where I feel like you're not meeting them. So it's going to be, well, these are the expectations for a lead carpenter. And these are your numbers. I know that you feel like you're doing an amazing job, but why do you think that the numbers are falling short of what we expect? <laughs> Looking for a fresh perspective of the moment education that suits both your business vision for 2021 and your wallet? The 31st Annual Remodeling Show has been reimagined online November 16th through the 18th. Register now for free to gain access to over 20 on-demand and live sessions for remodelers. With topics ranging from effective production, hands-on technical application, to design techniques you can apply to your very next project. It all kicks off soon. Learn more and save your virtual seat at remodelingshow.com. Okay, so you keep talking about growth path and, you know, changes, opportunities, things like that. Mm -hmm. What do you do for to aid in that growth? Let, let's just say, uh, you know, I came in, I'm part of your team. And one of my, you know, one of the things I need to grow in is uh, possibly a skill like framing or trim or something like that. What part do you play in helping me develop that, that skill? 
So there are a few things that we've done. Um, one of the more successful things is we typically have a lead carpenter paired with other carpenters or other helpers. And if I find a carpenter or a helper that wants to grow and learn how to frame, for instance, what I could do is I could make sure that they're paired with our lead framer or someone I know who's really good and say, hey, take this gentleman under your wing, teach him as much as you can. I'm gonna put him on projects with you. So that's one of the things that we've done. The other thing is sometimes I reach out to our trade partners and a lot of times they will set up trainings for us for free for things like that. Um, so I would set it up and reach out to the guys and say, hey, I've set this training up. If anyone else wants to attend, here's your opportunity. So we do things like that. Um, it's either in-house training or training from our trade partners. Um, just figuring out what it is they're trying to do and helping them get there is, is what I do. So Salima, how are you getting that information if they are lacking in a skill? I mean, how are the, over the three month period, you're gathering a lot of this data. Where's that coming from? I get a lot of feedback from project managers. I get a lot of feedback from teammates that work together. You know, sometimes the lead carpenters, carpenters will say, this guy's really good. He wants to learn. He just needs a little bit more training in this area. So I take all of that. And when I go into that meeting, I'm coming with the information I already have and then listening to what the employee has to say. And then we work on everything together. Yeah. And so it sounds like you provide an excellent environment of just openness, comfort, because, you know, with whenever you hear the word employee review, I think everybody gets a little gun shy, depending where you are in the company. So uh, the self review and have you read any books or done any training on just kind of making sure this is, you know, a way for just continued growth and positivity with and also providing constructive feedback. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the books I really, really love, it's not directly related to the reviews, but I love, I love the book and I forget the author. It's The Art of Negotiation. It's a really, really good book. It was recommended to me by our business coach um, and it just helps me in all areas of my job. So helping assess where a person is, how to have that conversation where you can be open and honest, but set expectations. And so for the reviews, when I came on board, the first thing that I noticed was, you know, the employees tried to hold me to past promises. Well, the person before you <laughs> promised <laughs> yeah. that I would get a raise today. And here it's today. So, you know, they tried to do that. And some of it was valid and some of it was not. I think they were just testing the new person. Um, so I said, look, I can't, I can't deliver on anybody else's promises. So let's start fresh. Let's see where you are. Let's gauge where you are. Let's move from there. And I think that was a really uh, good approach for me to do. And I'm doing my best to make sure that I'm keeping any promises that I make to them. So, yeah, cool. Okay. So let's, uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Like when, when does the money come up? When, what, what about the money? If, if I'm, wanting a raise, which I always do, you know, uh, do I bring it up at the, the third of the four out of the year? Or do I wait, you know, my, I usually have one in October and I ask at the October meeting or how does, 
how do you get a raise under this system? So the expectation that I set from the beginning is we don't tie raises to the reviews. That is a separate at, at all. At all. There's no no discussion in any four of those four that happened in a year about money. They're not co connected. Now the conversation can come up because I want you to be comfortable to express your expectations and things like that. So it comes up so I know where your mind is, but we don't tie raises to those reviews at all. We want to just take that out of the conversation so that it's not tense because what you can see happening is people just waiting for you to get to that part of the review. Like, okay, let's talk about the money. So we've just set the expectation that this is not part of this conversation. Feel free to voice it, but you're not getting a raise at the reviews. That's not where that happens. Uh, the money conversation will come up during these three month reviews when people express, I feel like I'm due for this or I'm doing this or I'm growing in this area. So I feel I should be compensated more because of X, Y, and Z. Or it'll just be management noticing this person is a really high performer. This person is doing a phenomenal job in the, in the field. We feel like we should bring them in and have a conversation about a raise. So it's a combination of both, but that's always a separate meeting where it's scheduled. And we know the purpose of that meeting is to discuss a raise. And then that happens separately, but not at the reviews. So you guys will actually initiate that if you feel like it's warranted. And I suppose then on, but on the flip side, if someone wants to have that raise meeting, they can ask for that as well. A hundred percent. They can ask for it and they can ask to set up a meeting. It's just a separate meeting from the reviews. Okay. Wow. So do you actually have this same process with whoever your supervisor is? I do. Okay, so can you give us, can, can, can you put a little bit of meat on the bones or maybe with one of your project managers or whatever, but just give us an example of uh, something that would, would be like a growth goal, something that you, maybe you've talked with your manager about that you've said, you know, this is, you know, I don't know if it's a weakness or what it is, but, or, or maybe more importantly for the listeners would be like a carpenter or a lead carpenter to say, this is a real thing. And so we talked about this and then the goal was this. So one of the uh, more successful ones that I can think about uh, was one of my carpenters in the field. Everyone just absolutely loved working with him. Very meticulous, attention to detail, cared about the customers, cared about the job. And um, so I wanted to pick his brain about where he saw himself with the company over the next three, five years, if he saw himself with the company. And so that conversation came up in a review with him. And that was really interesting. And I'll give another example after this too. That was very interesting. Um, so that conversation came up in a review with him and I learned that he had been doing things behind the scenes to help himself be better. So he was taking classes to learn how to read blueprints and plans that we weren't aware about. Um, he's also bilingual, but he wanted his communication skills to be better. So he was taking part-time English classes at college in the evenings. And so when we were having that conversation, that was really interesting because I, I didn't know he'd been doing that. And he said, you know, I've been doing this. And I said, why? Why are you doing that? Just, I'm just curious. 
And he said, you know, I really like this company and I could see myself going further with the company. So I thought that these skills would help me contribute more. And that set off a light bulb in my head. Like he absolutely could be a very, very good lead carpenter. So I had a plan for growth for him. And we actually just recently promoted him to lead carpenter about two weeks ago. So that was pretty exciting. And how long did that plan exercise? Is that six months or a year plan? It was six months for him because okay. he already had uh, most of the qualifications for a lead carpenter. One of the things that I get really nervous about is employees getting stuck in a position. Right. I think that is a risk for a lot of the field guys. Sometimes if you find someone that's really good at framing, he's forever going to be a framer. Right. Find someone that's good at really, really good at finished carpentry. He's forever going to be a finished carpenter. And I didn't want them to feel stuck. I wanted them to know that there's an opportunity for you to move up the ladder. Um, and here's how we do it. So that was a really good one. Um, the other one that I, I liked a lot was with another uh, carpenter who we were thinking one path for him, but he actually had a different path in mind. Right. So in those reviews, it was interesting because I, kept talking to him about the path we're thinking of for him. Oh, we see you as being the lead framer and you're going to run a team of framers and move from project to project. And this is what you're going to do. And he was like, well, no, what I actually would <laughs> like to do is run my own projects, be a lead carpenter, and then eventually become a project manager. So mm -hmm. that was very interesting to learn. And then on the flip side, there's also been lead carpenters that we thought would be good for the project manager position in the long term. And they've said, no, don't even think about it. So it's, it's been interesting. All right. So I've done a lot of studying and reading on uh, and talking with a lot of people about like retention mm -hmm. or companies. And, and one of the things, the ideas that always comes up is does somebody at work care about my existence or who, who I am? And, and do I learn new things? And so I guess I'm just going to, I mean, I set that up that way, right? But just going to ask if you feel like this is an effective uh, helper in terms of retention for your company. A hundred percent. I think it is um, an effective way to retain because one of the things that can happen is sometimes the field staff can feel disconnected from the office. Right. And so my goal with the reviews was to bridge that gap and then also to build relationships with them. I wanted them to be comfortable to be able to come to us to say, even to ask for a raise. So for something like that, I right. wanted them to feel comfortable enough to be able to come to us and feel comfortable enough to say, this is what I want to do. And I should also note that those reviews don't just focus on development within the company, but also personal development. So sometimes we would talk about things like, here's a good book that I think will help you be more assertive. If you were like, say, a yes person to everyone. And like, sometimes I need you to say no to the <laughs> client. Don't give the whole company's money away. So sometimes I would recommend books like, hey, here's this book that helps me on emotional intelligence, for instance. Here's a really great book that you should read to help you with this. So we do things with uh, personal development as well. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it just, just seems like every time you say something, I have another, another question, <laughs> but we're going to have to bring this, uh, bring this to a close. This has been uh, so fantastic, and um, I think just so much of what you're trying to do there 
are, are ideas that I've thought about, again, from reading myself and just uh, looking at what um, other um, industries do. I think that's the other thing. A lot of other industries have more of this model and it creates a growth path and people can enjoy, you know, enjoy that. So it's just exciting. I, I'm just so tickled to have you on and hear, hear what's going on there. So I thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye. Tim, this is one valuable episode. I've learned uh, a lot. I, it's just, I don't know. You, there's so many points that I could uh, kind of address here, but um, the every three months to me just seems that there are no elements in the room that can develop in that period of time. I mean, it's a continuous flow and a pace and a cadence of improvement and, um, you know, the amount of time that lapses between the annual reviews just makes it almost inconsequential on what you can do. You know, um, Good. There's a lot of great stuff that yeah. they're doing. I mean, just the idea that the review is about growth and not about money. Yes. And I was a little bit surprised to hear her say that in the reviews, it's never about money. People can bring it up but it isn't going to result in a raise right then. That's a whole nother conversation. I thought maybe at times it might, but it's about growth. And I think yeah. her examples of uh, people that, you know, they've seen a need or that person asked for a need and they were able to put some kind of growth plan in place and then they were able to grow. And I, I know that's a great motivator in terms of retention and, um, just staying engaged with your work because it can be, uh, you know, the same old thing over and over again if we're not really careful. Yeah, yeah. And I put a huge star next to no money is connected to the employee review because to me, you know, that's going to be something where people are going to build it up in their head of what they want to say. And it's, it's going to take up space in their mind on what's happening leading up to that. And she mentioned that. And that to me is so important. The focus at the hand is growth and development. It, you know, money's aside. It, it's the, your the other The other really cool thing is that um, she mentioned it's more about self-review than it is about her telling them what is working and what's not working. And that's another, that's a great point from uh, first break all the rules is that you you the employee comes in ready to talk about how have I been growing in the last three months and then as a result of that conversation you're able to say okay how are you going to grow in the next three months and it's more about them thinking about their future and their abilities than it is about the manager trying to say this is what you need to need to learn and so it, it just, it's just such a cool way of making it happen. And I guess the other thing is just to reinforce to everybody um, the time management aspect of this. You know what? We all make time for what we think is important. And obviously, Salima sees this as a crucial part of her success. And if she doesn't do it, she'd probably be less successful as the director of production there. Yeah, no, this was really fantastic. So um, once again, we would like to thank Salima Lawson-Jack 
for joining us on the Tim Fowler Show. And we want to thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode and all the past episodes. Looking forward to more. And as always, this is a great illustration of how we're trying to eliminate, oh my, it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.